You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 224 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about our favorite, college baseball. It is back and we are so happy. We're going to talk about our weekends and the recovery that Texas is going through right now, along with what's been happening here in Birmingham. And we're so excited because we get to have a conversation on this episode with Elizabeth Passarella, who is the author of a book called Good Apple that I read a couple of weeks ago and then recommended to Melanie. It's so great. And conversation with her is delightful. So you're going to hear part of that today and then part of that in a few weeks. Alrighty, y'all, as always, we're so glad you're here. We hope that you'll stop by our Amazon shop at amazon.com slash shop slash big boo. And we hope you enjoy episode 224. Hey, everybody, this is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And the sun is shining today in Birmingham. The sky is blue. Is it the same in Texas? It is. It's 75 degrees here today, as it was yesterday. It's the dangest. I mean, like we kept driving around yesterday going, remember like two days ago when it was a blizzard? (laughs) That's right. It's the weirdest thing. I know. It's so strange. So everything's gone, I'm guessing, snow-wise. Everything is gone. We Mm -hmm. So I guess it snowed again Friday morning. Here's what I will tell you. I will tell you that when we recorded last Monday, and I was like, it's a winter wonderland. It's so great. Everything is fabulous. I'm going to say we took a hard, hard detour south after that. Like, like we didn't personally, like I will say, I, I don't know why, but we had power and water the entire time, which where we're situated in our neighborhood, I think we're on the same grid as our police station and our fire station. Okay. And I think that's why, because even neighbors like a block behind us and a block ahead of us were out, didn't have power, but we're on the exact same block that lines up to the police station. And that's the okay. only thing I can figure. Um, either that or my other theory, which is somebody who works for the public energy company lives on our block. So right. listen, you just, you never know, but you Texas has had a time. It has been a time. I mean, mm-hmm. it has just been, and it was the most surreal. I think last Wednesday, we kind of had a break in the weather. So the, the snow and ice had kind of cleared enough one day. And I was like, I'm just going to run up to central market and see if I could get, we were running low on milk. So I was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. just see if they have any milk. Um, and they weren't even open until like the afternoon, but I thought I'm just going to go up there and see what I can get. And, um, of course they were totally out. I mean, they had not a, not a half and half, not a goat's mm. milk, not a soy milk, nothing like none of your lesser milks, no milk. But right. before I went into the store, so you were having to wait in line cause they were letting limited number of people in and you could only buy limited stuff. And I was like, First of all, I walked up and I stood in line and people were looking at me and I realized it's because I didn't have my mask on because apparently my brain can only process one catastrophe at a time. You know, like it was like, I can't, I can't process that we still have COVID and I'm waiting in line at the grocery store to go in and hope for milk. Like it was the In the middle of a winter storm in Texas. Yes. Like it was so Uh weird where I was like this, I, I, oh yeah, I forgot. We are still doing this other thing too. So I put my mask on. They didn't have milk or eggs. You'll be glad to know I bought about $75 worth of candy is what I, cause I was like, well now I'm here. So I might as well well check out the gummy bear situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so in some cheese sticks and some things like that. But, um, but yeah, it was so weird. And then Thursday, I guess we woke up and it was in the forecast, but I was like, it's not going to snow again. And sure enough, like Thursday morning, Perry like opened up our bedroom window and he said, look outside. And I mean, it was just white and it snowed all day long. I've never seen it snow all day long. It was the weirdest, most surreal week. 
And, you know, I think there's still people, I mean, the grocery stores have still been really bare and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's been a hard time. It is, it has been a hard, hard road. Yeah. It just from what we've seen on the news here, so many people with issues with water and with power Mm -hmm. and, um, golly, I just, here's to hoping that this week is a week where some things get restored and repaired and, yeah. Um, and some bit. heads roll. Let's hope some heads roll. About, well, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't care whose fault it was. I don't even care, right. but fix it. Like fix, fix it. Because if we ever go through this again, now we know we were not prepared. So do yeah. better, do better, Texas legislature. I mean, like figure it out. Uh, well, I'm glad that you have sunny skies now. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing was, which you'll appreciate, you know, a bunch of people messaged me and they were like, I know Perry Shankle has never been more prepared, which is accurate. I mean, sure. we... It you was, sent me we some were, pictures of what was going on at your house, and it was it was no joke. It was we were, at a, we were at a level ten all week. I mean, like yeah. I mean, our bathtub was filled up. We had every single container in our home was filled up with extra water. We had buckets and blankets. We had our cars every day had to be like service vehicles, our I vehicles. Yes. Which I knew I told Sophie, everything got real ramped up because all of a sudden, instead of our cars, he referred to him as our vehicle. He's like, you need to make sure is your vehicle got a full tank of gas. Does your vehicle, is it operational? Is your vehicle, whatever. I mean, we had plastic over our attic gable vents to try to keep mm-hmm. our pipes warm. I mean, it, I can't even tell you the level. And I'm going to tell you that what this has led to is mm-hmm. now we know, you know, like now, we know we can't trust our heat and our gas. So I, I feel certain that a generator purchase is in our near future. Oh, um, there's no question. We're going to be required to keep about 10 cases of bottled water on our premises at all times. Right. Do you have a consultant of some sort coming to examine your pipes and your HVAC situation? It I would, mean, is it? It would not surprise me, but I will uh-huh. say that it held. But he, I mean, he wrapped our hot water heater um, in some sort of special insulation. I mean, we had, I mean, it was it was an unprecedented level of preparedness, which thank goodness. I mean, I will say like for all that I there again, it's like the Corona thing, like it paid off. He had told me a week before, he's like, mm-hmm. they're saying a winter storm is coming. You need to stock up. So like other than being a little low on milk, um, we really, we were okay. So um, I'm just saying it was, it was something. It was, right. it was, right. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know if we the- were going to survive it. Not, not because of basic needs, but because of marital strife, because that's not always my strong suit, being right. prepared. What you had going on over your outdoor um, <laughs> faucets, is that what you call them? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was something. That was a, that was a was, situation. I'm going to just say this. I bet I washed 24 beach towels yesterday mm-hmm. now that we're done. But, I mean, it was beach towels wrapped with with buckets over the towels, with duct tape around the buckets, with bricks mm-hmm. and wood holding it all into the wall so that nothing, so like no cold air could get in. It was, it was something. something. It, it was it was something. It was a work of art. So yesterday was spent kind of de, you know, decompressing the house, I guess. <laughs> like we were able to finally drain the bathtub and different mm. things like that. But I mean, I wasn't even awake on Wednesday morning when he was like, you need to fill up the bathtub. You need to get out here. We need to fill up all these containers. We need to get going. And I was like, okay, okay. And he was like, you kind of seem like you're in a bad mood. And I was like, I haven't even had my coffee. I just. It's a lot of instructions. Hey everybody, it's me here to talk about my favorite obsession, Best Fiends, because sometimes I just need a break. I need to do something that gets my mind off of all the stresses of life. And last week when the weather tried to kill us in Texas, I spent a lot of time inside playing Best Fiends to keep my mind off of the stress of worrying if our pipes were going to burst and if our power was gonna stay on and how high our electric bill is gonna be next month. And when I need to wind down, I like to play a few levels in Best Fiends, the five-star rated mobile puzzle game. I love playing Best Fiends at night because it's a great way to get Caroline to talk to me about her life. If I act like I'm not paying 100% attention, she tells me so much more. There is a free parenting tip for you. I'm currently on level 565 after a week spent in a winter storm and not one bit sad about it. There is nothing as satisfying as moving to the next level and feeling like I've accomplished something while relaxing at the same time. It's like my version of Needlepoint. Can you say a game is your hobby? Because Best Fiends is for me. It's a great way to pass time when you're bored, when you're waiting on hold for the cable company, when you're sitting in a doctor's office, or whenever you just need a quick brain break. 
It's free to download, and when Best Bean says the fun never ends, that's not an exaggeration. There are 5,000 levels and counting. There's always another update, whether it's more levels of fun or changes to the game. Just don't blame me if you end up being obsessed, because Sophie got me addicted in the first place. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. But all that to say, we did have, I mean, it was, the snow was fun. Like we had a really, we have nature trails down by our house and the dogs were living their best life. I think Mabel's still in mourning that the snow is gone because just we took so many walks every day just because there was nothing else to do. Um, And she would play in the snow. But I'm telling you, like Perry got out this morning and, you know, he's a landscaper and he went to go assess. He's got like probably four clients that he just sees all the time. Like he does regular mm-hmm. maintenance on their house. And so he had told them, I'll come by this morning and we'll assess. And he said, I'm telling you, he said, like nothing survived. He said, yeah. it's going to be, he said, like, it smells like rot. Everything's so brown. He was like, mm. it's, it's, it's something. I mean, like plants are just dead. Yeah. Well, I I think Memphis had a similar run to y'all in terms of they had, I think my brother had something like nine inches of snow on his back patio, Uh you know, by the end of last week. And I saw something today where they were saying stuff like azaleas, you know, stuff that's normally really hardy in this part of the country, but all those kinds of things, it may not be, may not be so great for them. So like our orange tree in the front, I'm afraid it's cooked. Like I think it's, I know our little orange tree, but it's, it is what it is. I mean, but it's, you know, it's, it's bad, but I will say that if anybody, and I posted a lot of this on my stories last week, but I've decided one of the best ways, like if you're like, I want to help or I want to do something or the food banks right now are just Mm -hmm. decimated. Like they desperately need, and I don't care. I mean, the Houston food bank, the San Antonio food bank, the Dallas food bank. I mean, if there's, you know, like a West Texas food bank or whatever, like that's just a really great place to make a donation if anybody wants to help, or if you're wondering what you can do, because I think they're really struggling. And, you know, one of the things they've said is now like produce and everything is going to be in short supply for a while because everything cooked. I mean, like they're there. And that's what makes me so sad is you think there's farmers and ranchers and people that just, you know, it's going to take them years to recover from this. Right. Well, we'll put some links to some good organizations. If you'd like to help, we'll put those in the show notes. Um, I know you have, you have posted some good things on Instagram, so we'll pass those along as well. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's times like this where you remember it's the best of humanity, you know, like, That's right. you know, you see the bad, but there's also a lot of good and it, it right. always warms your heart to see people that want to help and, and do stuff to help their, their fellow citizen. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, we had, we have not had the, the, the situation that y'all have been dealing with here, it's been a little, it's been much more low key weather wise. We actually had kind of a, I mean, we had a kind of a low key week, even though we started off really cold and um, a little snowy at the beginning of the week. But David and I got to this past Friday, our first neighbors, our neighbors in the first house we ever bought Mm-hmm. were coming to Birmingham because their younger son was playing in a lacrosse tournament. We lived next door to the Boudreaux's when we bought our first uh-huh. house in Baton Rouge. <laughs> Which feels and, That feels right. <laughs> it feels right. And one of the girls at school said, is that the same Boudreaux's that my pastor talks about sometimes? I was like, I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> it's probably, that's more of a <laughs> sort of a There's South a Louisiana of caricature, that Boudreaux. But, but yeah. these Boudreaux's um, were our neighbor's for a couple of years after we bought our first house. And we had so much fun with them when we were just all, you know, we, we were, we were young and didn't have a lot of money. And, you know, a, a fun night on the town was we would go to Jason's Deli, that kind of yes. thing. Um, <laughs> but they were coming to town for some lacrosse stuff with their younger son. Anyway, we got to meet them um, Friday afternoon for a late lunch and it was so much fun. And, David kept talking about it all weekend. And he said Sunday, he was like, I didn't even know how much good it would do me to see them. You know, I know it was just because it it makes you remember, you know, what it was like. I mean, we'd been married a year when we bought that house. Uh You know, everybody's just figuring it out. And um, it was so fun. And and. I mean, of course, you know, we were like, well, nobody's changed at all. We all just look exactly the same. How of course, about that? of course you mm-hmm. do. Yeah, isn't it funny how the kids get older, but we don't. We don't. No. Mm-mm. So no. that was super fun. And then we got home after we saw them, 
and had been home about 30 minutes and David walked into the den and he said, I think I need some more of those gummy worms. I mean, those gummy bears <laughs> from Bucky's. Well, because that's what happens. You know, so we, we go back out to Bucky's and it's far less crowded late Friday afternoon than it was when we were there the week before. But the gummy supply was low. And I wondered, I was like, because mm. I'm betting not a lot of trucks coming out of Texas. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, that's right. But we did get some, we got some more gummy bears. And then um, David got some fudge. I still have not tried the fudge. And then we okay. got a brisket sandwich and a pulled pork sandwich and some other kind of sandwich to bring home. It's like a sampler for supper, you know. Mm, okay, nice. So anyway, so we've made our second trip to Bucky's and I got the sugared pecans instead of the sugared cashews, which was a win. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I love a cashew. I do too. So anyway, um, and that was really our exciting weekend. And then yesterday we went to, um, back at Christmas, Alex's friend Ella, who is the daughter of our friends Joey and Stephanie that I talk about all the time. Um, Ella had said, um, she said, Miss Soph, can we, can we go see the, the, the Bulldogs women's basketball team play again? Because we did that a couple of years ago. We went to see them play in, Al- in at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, I was like, well, let me just get on my computer and get us some tickets. And yeah. so we went yesterday. And I'm going to tell you what. Listen, state lost. We didn't mm-hmm. play that well. But it was the first time I had been to a college sporting event in over a oh. year. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say the popcorn was extra delicious. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just, there were, I mean, there were all of 200 people in attendance. But when we got to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the baseball team had games going on. So there was like a crowd around that, you know, people okay, with their yeah. lawn chairs and all that kind of stuff. And then we went to the Coliseum for the basketball game. And I don't know, it felt just a little bit like <laughs> the life I remember, you know? Yeah. It, it was just a little bit like, oh, it's a Sunday afternoon. We're at a college mm-hmm. basketball game. I don't know. It was mm-hmm. fun. I mean, I, it would have been yeah. fun to win, but it was just fun to be there. Yeah, I think that's, isn't it funny, like all the little things that you just used to take for granted, mm-hmm. and now it's like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. I mean, that's how I felt about Caroline's whole soccer season. I'm like, I'm just glad it's happening, you know, yeah. like I was so afraid it wouldn't, and so every game is kind of like, I'm just, I'm glad to be here. So, now sometimes I still get mad because there are refs, as you know, who need to do their job, <laughs> but... Hey y'all, it's me here to tell you about Pros. By now, you've probably heard me talk about Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. Well, I wanted to keep sharing updates since I've been using the custom formulas that Pros sent me. Spoiler alert, I love them. I'm so picky about the products I use. Y'all know that about me. And since I've been using Pros, I've noticed my hair is shinier, it's smoother, it doesn't look damaged on the ends, which is so important when you have hair that's longer like mine. And especially in the winter, it can be so dry. That's why I love using the hair mask once a week before I shampoo. It's made a noticeable difference in the health of my hair and I love knowing I'm doing something good for my hair because I ask a lot of it between all of the heat and the products I use on a regular basis. Plus, I love the lavender mint smell that I chose for my mask, my shampoo, and my conditioner. It smells so good. It's like a spa in my shower. Pros knows there's more to you than just your hair type. It's given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. I love an online quiz to help formulate products that are specific to my needs. And so I love that pros ask questions like, where do you live? What do you eat? How much exercise do you get? It's so thorough that I felt certain they would get my custom formula right for my hair, and they did. With their algorithm and over 50 billion formula combinations, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. They also have a review and refine feature that lets you tweak your formulas if you change your address or your hair color or your diet. I haven't had to use this because my formula's been so great, but it's nice to know I can. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. I know you'll love it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash big boo. That's P-R-O-S E dot com slash big boo for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Yesterday, the officials came out before, right before the teams, you know, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game. And it, there were three female officials 
and they proceeded and maybe I've never I've just never noticed this because I'm always so preoccupied by what, what's going on in the stands or yeah you know getting ready to watch the teams come out of the tunnel or whatever but they proceeded to do the most elaborate set of stretching exercises oh oh they were really warming up over on the press table you know a mm-hmm. lot of Oh. Grabbing their foot from behind, and um, I don't—I was fascinated by it. I mean, they were really. It's Mama would say they were really making sure they were limber. And, yeah. <laughs> they didn't uh, want to have to Theragun later on. They, didn't they did not want to have to Theragun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I was very tickled by that. And then I think I've mentioned before, you know, I hate a mascot and I don't like, I I mean, I don't mind like the emblem, but I don't like a person inside a suit. I don't enjoy it. Uh I never have. It freaks me out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe like the second quarter of the basketball game, Big Al comes and situates himself right behind David and me. And I'm scared to look back because I don't want to give him attention. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to interact with the mascot. Yeah. And Stephanie's so tickled because she knows how I feel about mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, about any kind of mascot. And I can feel Big Al's dancing or moving from side to side somehow because I can feel the breeze from it, you know, behind mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But I will not engage. I refuse to engage. And David kept just looking straight forward but saying, is he gone yet? And I was <laughs> still there, still behind us. Just us and Big Al. It was like a standoff. It was something else. But finally, he moved on. He finally gave Uh. up on any interaction coming from us. So having to interact with a mascot and being caught on some sort of kiss cam are really two of my my nightmare scenarios at a sporting event. I'm not interested in either of those things. No, I totally agree. And it's funny that you say that. So, cause so last night we went to the rodeo with some friends cause the San Antonio rodeo is happening. Now it's very different because it's like bare bones. It's just Mm -hmm. the rodeo. Um, it's 25% capacity in this huge stadium. So it felt very surreal to me to be there. Cause you're kind of like, so this is what this looks like. Like it was weird, but it was still the rodeo and it was fun. And, they had the horses, but like, you can't get, you know, part of the rodeos, you get all the good food. And this right. was like, Caroline brought a friend and they walked out to go look for food. And, and she kind of came back and she was like, well, we got a big pretzel and some kettle corn. Like, that's okay. it. like there's, there's not a corn dog to be had. Was, was there a rodeo last year? I can't remember if y'all got to have it or not. Yes, we got to have ours. And then, but everybody was kind of like, eh, this COVID right. thing seems to be heating up. And then the Houston rodeo usually takes place the week after ours ends. And Houston okay. got canceled, I think, four days in last year. Okay. Um, this year, Houston has postponed till May um, for the Houston rodeo. But our rodeo, like normally there's a carnival and there's, you know, there's just food booths and all this stuff and like none of that. So it was just very, you know, bare bones. Um, and then they had no carnival. They do have the stock show going on, I think, where the kids are showing their animals, but I don't think it's where people can really walk through. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, but last night, all that to say, I hadn't been to the rodeo in a couple of years. And last time I went, the rodeo clown was Leon Coffey, who's this legendary rodeo clown. He was the best of the best. Um, and he's been gone for several years. So they had a, a new one who I don't think was new, but he was new to me. But he did a Ooh. lot of that interacting with the crowd where he would like Ooh. talk to somebody and be like, why are you on your cell phone? And I was like, this is my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's like the kiss cam thing. I was like, I do not yeah. want to be called out of a lot large audience. That would be I don't either. like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would be done. I would take my giant pretzel and I would leave. <laughs> and I would stomp away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. So uh, now college baseball started this weekend. Let's talk yes, about that. Ma'am. It did yeah. start this weekend and state was, has been in a, the state farm to this big tournament in Texas, in Arlington mm-hmm. with a bunch of really good baseball schools. And so we beat Texas. We lost by one to TCU. And then right before we started recording, we beat Texas tech, like 11, I think 11 to five. So I am as, I mean, I am as thrilled, tickled, elated, mm-hmm. delighted, all the things about baseball season. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I'm going to tell you that the Aggies did not get off to, we had a three game series against Xavier, you know, the, the baseball powerhouse Xavier, right. and we dropped two out of three, but yesterday 
game three of the series, we, we, we beat them 15 to nothing. So apparently our okay. bats were just slow to heat up, you know, right, but, but they did. maybe, maybe, yeah, but they did. So, um, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. So Gully and I speculated that maybe it's cause the diamond darlings have to wear batting helmets now. And that kills the whole vibe. Cause you know, <laughs> back when we were there, we said that the batting helmet would have been a deal breaker. Cause I mean, we couldn't have gotten it over our perms. Sure. Um, no, uh-uh. your bangs you know, would have really like just faved right out of that thing. Yeah. You can't have a big bow in your hair if you've got a batting helmet on. But, um, but anyway, that was, so the Aggies, you know, are off to a rocky start, but Hey, any start is good. So hopefully the, the rest of the season continues more like the 15 to nothing game. Well, I always too like to see like state have their, I think they wore, they wore their maroon, what they call the 1985 uniforms, mm-hmm. the ones that they wore with Will Clark and Rafael Palmero. They wore those for the first game. Then they've got a new um, kind of an off-white uniform that is fantastic. Oh, that they, okay. That, that just says state and script across the chest. Oh, I love that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then today, you know, we always wear black on Sundays. And so today was like the Sunday game. And so they okay. wore their black uniforms. But I just, I, like, I don't, I don't know why I love it as much as I do. I, I've said over and over, I missed it as much as anything during quarantine. Like that was probably yeah. the hardest, not the hardest adjustment. That's a stretch. But like <laughs> as far as like extracurricular activities, yeah. like yeah. things that we enjoy and enjoy doing. Um, and so Alex came in my office today at lunch and he was like, what's the score? You know, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> we're just, we're in it. So it's fun. It's so good to have it back. Yeah, it's so good to have it back. I'm so thankful for it. And I was so happy to watch it. And you talking about the script, I've been laughing because there's a whole thing where there's this Aggie, it's from an Aggie football video, but it's some trainers and they're wearing, there's a maroon hoodie that has Aggies across it in script. And it's an Mm. Adidas hoodie. And everybody's like, why can't we buy that? Like, where is that? And there's one guy on Twitter who's always like, release the script hoodie, you cowards. (laughs) Like, where's our... We want the script hoodie. Funny. There was a guy yesterday on the basketball staff who had on a black hoodie that said state and script across it. And David was like, where can I get that? Yeah. So, so there, there are certain things I think they put out just to make us want them and we can't get them because we're not on staff, but yeah, Adidas and the script, come on. And the script and the script looks good. Like it's kind of retro looking. Like I'm like, oh yeah, if I release that script hoodie, I'm getting it. Cause I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's just so simple. But, um, but anyway, I laughed because even after the storm last week was over, he was like, okay, now that our power's back on back to important things, where's the script hoodie? It's like, (laughs) if he tweets at Adidas, it just tickles me. (laughs) Hey, it's me taking a quick break to tell you about FabFitFun. It is no secret to y'all that I am a product junkie. I love getting a little bit of happy in my mail these days, and that's why I love FabFitFun. It's all my favorite things in one box. I recently had a friend ask me about subscription boxes and if I thought they were worth it and if I liked it, and I told her that FabFitFun is truly the best investment for the quality of products you receive. I've found so many things that I never would have found without FabFitFun. Now that spring is in sight and it feels like maybe life is getting back to a little more normal, I'm looking at you 2020 fun, I'm excited to spend time with friends, to get out in the fresh air, and I don't want to overstate this, but I'm finally going to achieve my goal of a couch to 5K. And this goes in line with FabFitFun's spring box that's centered around the theme Grow For. It supports self-care and self-growth in the new season ahead because life has been so hard, y'all, and we need to take care of ourselves. FabFitFun is passionate about showcasing amazing women. There are over 20 female-founded brands that are in the new spring box this season. And you can choose from a wide variety of products when you order. And you get seasonal must-haves without leaving home. It's the best thing ever. I love my new Summer in Rose cozy short robe that I got along with this Laura Geller eyeshadow palette. I once got a Tula skincare under eye cooling balm that I already know I love and I basically got a new one for free thanks to my FabFitFun subscription. I love getting to try so many new products for what the price of one is normally. I've found everything from a new perfume I love to a new MAC lipstick that I'm obsessed with to a painless hair remover to the softest house slippers ever. The blanket that was on full-time rotation at our house last week was this faux fur blanket by Unhide. I'm basically like Linus in a Peanuts cartoon carrying it around. There are so many great products I've discovered that are now part of my daily routine. You can order your spring box today. Sign up now so you can snag amazing products like this darling Alice and Olivia Daisy print duffel bag that would be so cute for a girl's weekend trip 
or a Tech Candy UV sanitizer for your phone because y'all, our phones are gross when you customize. Use the coupon code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, that's coupon code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Hello, everybody. It's me. I hope you enjoyed that ad. And now you're going to hear part of our conversation with Elizabeth Passarella, the author of Good Apple, and I will say, an all-around delight. Be sure to stay tuned, because after this conversation, we'll be back with Melanie's five favorites. Y'all enjoy. Elizabeth, we are so happy to have you. Welcome to the Big Boo Cast. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, both of y'all. Well, you're so welcome. And you're really, you're the fanciest guest we've ever had, I think. That is I true. Mean, I mean, you just because you have you have worked with Martha Stewart's publication. So therefore, <laughs> you're like, you're, you're really elevated. You're way up there. That's... Well, super well, fancy. I, that is, listen, if y'all, if y'all did have video on right now and could see me, you would realize how wrong that is. <laughs> but, um, but thank you. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I feel like, yes, I've worked in magazines for so long and I've lived in New York for a long time. And I, I feel like I have all these friends who work in magazines and it, it does not feel fancy to me um, anymore. Yeah. It feels normal, mm-hmm. but I'm completely new to book stuff. See, you guys have about 142 books. <laughs> between the two. This is a totally new world for me. So y'all are the fancy ones when it comes to book publishing. I know nothing. Oh, listen, we, we, mm-hmm. we don't know much more than that, but in, we're, we always say we're so fancy. That's really our <laughs> tagline. We are so fancy. Y'all are drinking champagne right now. Like that's, I am. But, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay, good. Just uh-huh. making sure. Uh, okay. So I feel like the Southern thing. So I grew up in Mississippi. Uh, Melanie grew up in Texas and then I've lived in Birmingham for 20 years. And so I feel like there are two things that you have to do right off the bat when you're talking to a fellow Southerner. And I think this is applies for Texans too. One is you establish what places or people you have in common, right? Okay. We already yes. talked a little bit before we started to, to record about our the Memphis commonalities. And then the second thing I feel like we always talk about is food. Mm-hmm. And so I really, honestly, as I was thinking about talking to you today, the deep burning question in my heart was, what's your favorite barbecue in Memphis? Oh gosh, that is such a loaded question. I know, I know, I know it's important. So if, okay. you, need, if you need a minute, we can. I don't need, I don't think I need a minute. Okay. I don't oh. think I need a minute. Okay. Um, well, first of all, you know, my mother's from Mississippi. So um, she grew up in Northern Mississippi and Ripley, but um, my favorite barbecue in Memphis, I'm just going to say for atmosphere, if I'm going to eat out, I love going to the rendezvous. Yeah. It's touristy, but it's just so fun. Like walking down those stairs, kind of down that back alley. I love taking people who aren't from Memphis to the rendezvous. Yeah. And I think their ribs are my favorite. I like a dry rib, a chewy rib. Okay. Mm. Ribs are my favorite. Okay. In terms of a barbecue sandwich, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of favorites. I like central barbecue. Okay. I don't mind corkies. I know people kind of like to like to poo-poo on corkies because it's so it's it, it was sort of the biggest one that became so commercial and so sort of you know shipping all over the country quickly, but I love it. I love their butter dipped rolls. I still love corkies. Me but, too. Um, yeah, I, I like I like central barbecue. I like um, the barbecue shop. I like that. Where's the barbecue shop? Oh gosh. I'm terrible with directions. I think it's on Madison. It's kind of near Midtown. Okay. It's in Midtown. Okay. I don't think I've ever been there, but yes, as far as eating out, I really do love going to the rendezvous. Okay. Okay. That's a good, that's a good one. It's a classic for sure. No, I wasn't that, but Sophie, when I went to Memphis with you years ago, you took me to Corky's and that was, I, did. I, was a, I will vouch. That was a great sandwich. I mean, yeah. that was, oh, it's great. And was, they've got a drive-through. Yeah. You even have to get out they of the do. Car. Sometimes we just go straight there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The barbecue nachos. I don't know what it is. It's one of those like magical food things that shouldn't make sense. Cause it's just like the, the orange cheese. It's not fancy, but there's yeah. something about that. And the barbecue it's delicious. And I, for some reason, it's one of my favorite things. Go well, figure. there's this place also called pains, okay. which is like a cinder block house somewhere in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And my dad loved pains. Now he didn't even get barbecue. He would get a fried bologna sandwich oh. pains that I think they put your barbecue on like white bread. Yes. And ma'am. it's, it's a hole in the wall. I think it's very, it's a very local place. I don't think a lot of people go there who were not, who don't live in Memphis. And when my husband flew to Memphis to ask my father for permission to marry mm-hmm. me, <laughs> Um, he flew down for a day. He had like a return flight six hours later. Okay. You know, he went down there uh-huh. and that, that's kind of where, that's where my dad took him. Like, that's where you okay. would take 
the the Yankee son son in law to be is probably terrified of what what is happening, and you take him to pain. Yeah, you make him order something. And figure out, you know, what he wants and, and all that. So um, Payne's is also kind of a hole in the wall. Okay. Hidden gem in Memphis when you say it's a cinder block house, I'm like, well, it was, it, that was good. I, that whatever yeah. came out of there was good. There's no, exactly. no doubt in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, you have to know. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So here's my question for you. Because as a Texas girl, anytime I go anywhere, I always want to try the Mexican food. It's like a, it's like a lesson in torture. Like, <laughs> why? Okay. why? But I insist. Don't come to New York. No, it, well, but here's my question. So barbecue in New York is there anywhere does it even compare have you found a place no okay no that is the short answer no <laughs> they can't right they can't have the big smoker out That's in the it. backyard there's uh-huh. just not space and i think there's a legality issue i don't think that you can actually legally have yes. a wood smoker in new york um no i mean that the, no the, i and i not tried at all i've okay. gone and i and people start to talk about how great it is and i think okay y'all, you, y'all just wait and mm-hmm. i can get there and i'm like nope there was one place kind of in on the upper west side years ago called rack and soul and they did a pretty decent job mostly the sides were good they made good collards they made good oh. peas and the the pit master was from mississippi mm-hmm. and the person who made the sides was from north carolina mm-hmm. you know they were legit yeah but they closed and no i mean most of the places are are I just eat it when I get home. Okay. Yeah. But here's what you can, I think, find in New York. So do you have, what? what's your best chocolate chip cookie? In, in the- oh, LeVan. Yes, Levan. ma'am. Okay. LeVan. Okay. I, they, they are my favorite. And they're getting to be, they're the corkies of the chocolate yeah. chip cookies. <laughs> yes, because we New can York. get them. Yes, we can. They have them at our grocery store They are store shipping now. them now. Mm-hmm. They're shipping them uh-huh. and they are shipping. I think you can buy frozen dough. Maybe I've seen it in the grocery yeah. store. Um, but I got to say, yes, that is, there's, there's no better dessert to me. Not no. just chocolate chip cookie. That is not pretty much my favorite. Dessert. Me too. It's hard. But to I eat. like the chocolate peanut butter. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. I would like that too. Hey, it's me taking a quick break to talk about KiwiCo. It's so funny to me how different things from childhood shape who we become. I always say that my love of writing came after I wrote a short story in my fourth grade that made my whole class laugh. And my love of beauty products and fashion comes from the hours I spent in my grandmother's bathroom and closet looking through all her things. We all have memories and experiences from childhood that shape who we are today. And with a KiwiCo subscription, you and your child get everything needed to create unforgettable moments shipped right to your door. KiwiCo's fun and innovative crates provide engaging science and art projects for kids of all ages, for trailblazing toddlers to more experienced explorers and every stage in between. Recently, we received a kit to make an electric pencil sharpener. Caroline has always loved building things and figuring out how things work. She clearly gets this from her father. And so she loves any type of project that requires assembling things and learning how things work. Your child can get super cool, hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. KiwiCo takes exploration to new heights from sailing the solar system, harnessing a hydraulic claw, playing pinball, conducting colorful chemistry, and so much more. And unboxing a crate feels as exciting as receiving it. It's so cute, and everything they need is inside each colorful crate so your child can get started right away without having to worry about trips to the store to get other supplies. Encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. And when they're finished, watch their confidence be as big as their smile. With different crates for kids of all ages, there's something for every kid on your list. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BIGBOO at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com with promo code BIGBOO. So so tell us more about your writing process because, of course, we're all writers and, um, and now authors because we... Sophie and I talk so much about the writing and how do you write and the process. And she's so different because she loves the puzzle of like putting a book together and like how it it all maps out. I like to just sit down and just write like I'm talking (laughs) to you and then figure out how it all goes together later. Um, Usually I send it to Sophie and say, how do you think this all goes together? (laughs) Um, But you're like us. You knew at a young age that you loved to write. But did you always want to write a book? Were you like, I'll just always write for magazines? How did you like make that transition? And kind of what was your journey with all of that? So, yes, I always did think I wanted to write a book. In fact, when I first got married, I decided I was going to write a book about the first year of marriage and how hard it is, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure 
real, my husband loves when I talk about how hard our first year of <laughs> yeah. college is. And yeah. he's like, I didn't think it was that bad. And I'm like, oh, you don't remember this and that? And he's like, I was pretty happy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah. I was going to write a book about the first year of marriage. And I'm so thankful that nobody bought that book. Yeah. I wrote a couple of chapters mm-hmm. and I sent it to a friend of mine, like a really good friend of mine who just kind of just started her career as a literary agent. And she was like, I don't really know what to do with this. And it never went anywhere. Thank you, Lord Jesus, okay. because that would have been a terrible book. Um, so I, yeah, I think every writer sort of always wants to write a book. I love writing for magazines. I really do. I like short form writing and that's kind of what this book is. It's lots of little essays, which is sort of lots of little magazine articles. But, um, I had the way this book came about was I had a friend that used to be a magazine editor. She was the editor in chief of real simple. And we had worked together, um, for years and years when she was in that job. And she had sort of started a new career as a literary agent. And we sat down and had breakfast one morning and she said, you know, have you ever wanted to write a book? What are some ideas? And I had all these ideas about, like you said, Sophie, I love New York. I love raising a family here. I had all these ideas about, I was going to write about raising kids in New York or living in a small space and all these things. And she really encouraged me to branch out a little bit and talk when she sort of figured out my, where I was coming from, from a faith perspective. And, you know, I wasn't necessarily the type of Christian that she was used to, she had in her mind in right. a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but here you are, you're this New Yorker, you've lived here half your life. And, um, you know, yet you're, you're this really strong, committed Christian. And she really encouraged me to explore that a lot more. And, so I started writing and it just came really, really easily. It just, I started writing some essays about growing up and sort of my, my experiences in church growing up and growing up in Memphis and moving to New York and falling in love with my husband, which is not what I anticipated for my life and falling in love with a New Yorker in this city. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it just came, it just sort of flowed. It just came really easily. Cause I think I was sort of giving the whole of myself and not trying to write specifically for, a a target audience about a specific with magazines, you're always writing to a specific reader, you know, you're always writing to solve a problem or to give people tips or life advice. And with this, I was just writing more of my story, which I hadn't done a ton of. So, um, it just came really, it just came really easily. And so that's how I knew I was kind of on the right track. Um, in terms of my process, you know, I, I am not a morning person. I don't, I'm never, I'm not a tasker. I'm not the kind of person that says, I'm just going to get up at 4am and write for two hours before my children awake. Right. You know, I awaken when my children awaken, that's when I awake. Mm -hmm. So I, I did say to my husband, we just had not, we did not have the financial and sort of childcare and everything freedom for me to just say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to give up my magazine work work on a book. Yeah. So we had Mm -hmm. not had that. And we just now kind of had that. We Mm -hmm. sort of had that a couple of years ago where it just worked out where I could say to him, I can't do two things at once because I can't multitask. So I'm going to just say no to magazine work for four months. Give me four months to just write a book proposal and work on this and see where it goes. And it went and it was, and it was great, but I work um, in a library. I go to a like a private library that is very cheap Mm. is much cheaper than we work and all those other places that I could go Mm -hmm. because my toddler's at home I had a third child which really cramped my style of working (laughs) from home yes so Mm -hmm. I go to just this library and I sit at a desk by myself I don't I don't really have other people read my work except for my husband he's the only one who really reads it Mm -hmm. Um, maybe I would benefit from a writer's group to start one (laughs) I have one I feel like maybe I'd benefit from it but um, that's where I work. So I would go to the library four days a week and just sit in a dusty, cramped desk in the stacks by myself. Super glamorous. Sort of super glamorous. Yes, it is super glamorous. Mm-hmm. I think nobody really talks about how glamorous the life of a writer really is. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. It's one of the little known is you're cramped in a coffee shop that smells like burnt cheese biscuits yep. or whatever. Yep. Pouring out yes. your heart over a keyboard to get out a thousand words when you're going to hate 900 of them after mm. the fact. Really I feel like I ask my question a lot. The The question that goes through my mind all the time when I'm writing is what's my point? Yes. What's my point? Mm. What's my point? Because I think I can ramble and I can, I can tell a story, but it has to have a point. And especially yes. with this book, I was trying to subtly kind of weave in the gospel without hitting people over the head with it, mm-hmm. but I had to have a point. And I think I can talk and y'all are probably figuring this out about now. I can talk without having to have, having a point for a long time or oh. tell a story without having a point. And so I would say that's the question I ask myself to keep myself on track. It's like, what's my point? What's my point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the old Michael Scott. Like sometimes I start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I feel like <laughs> that's the story of my entire <laughs> career in one, yes. in one quote. 
Well, and Melanie and I too have an experience, I would say frequently when we're working on a book, which is we'll get a little bit into a chapter and I will think, I'm not so sure this is a chapter. I think maybe this was an Instagram post. Maybe this is just (laughs) a sentence. I don't, I don't know that this was necessarily um, the direction I was supposed to go in. And so you do like a book has to find its way a little bit. And I think that's Mm. maybe the hardest part is how much do you plan, try to plan ahead and then how much you let it surprise you a little bit. Um, Okay. So I jotted this down um, earlier today when you were talking about the, the walking life of New York and how much, how different that is than the way, say we live down here in Birmingham or the way Melanie lives in San Antonio. Um, and I love this little passage that's, I can't remember where it is in the book, but you said, I find the necessity of being out in the world face-to-face with people helpful. Being out and about in New York forces you to be in community with the least of these. And over time that changes you, there's love, friendship, sorrow, and pain everywhere you turn around here. And I think it's so interesting and almost ironic because the South has such a reputation for, you know, hospitality and community, but I love that you have really experienced that in, in New York because there's, because there's a perception that it's colder and that it's more impersonal, more impersonal, but I don't think that's true. Um, Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think that's true. I, I think you're right. I think that the stereotype of New Yorkers being sort of gruff and cold, we're just fast. We right. just like to walk fast. <laughs> we would like for you to not stand in the middle of the sidewalk and look and look point at, at the buildings uh-huh. and ask us if we know who lives there. Um, so yes, that, that we're just, we're just fast moving. We got places to go and we're busy, mm-hmm. but um, no, I don't think that New Yorkers in any way are, you know, cold. Now, do I think that every New Yorker thinks like I do in the sense that they um, look at homelessness and, and really have compassion or or, are grateful for having the opportunity to serve in some way. No, not every New Yorker is like that. Of course not. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I read a quote on Instagram, of course it was posted by Shannon Martin, although I don't think it was her quote. I think she was posting somebody else's quote. I love Shannon Martin. Talking about, I know I do too, but talking about how, um, you know, we have the opportunity to change the lives of the the needy people in our community. And Shannon's whole point was, no, they have the opportunity to change our lives. That's exactly right. You know, if we're in community, they have the opportunity to change us. Mm-hmm. And I think New York has done for me. Yeah. New York has really changed me. I have probably not made a smidgen of an impact on you know, I know I have not made a smidgen of an impact on, you know, racial injustice or homelessness or poverty or any of those things in New York City, but they have changed me. Right. They have softened my heart. They right. have made me see a different perspective. They have made me have really difficult conversations with my kids, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. I mean, if we weren't walking around and seeing certain things and my kids weren't asking me questions, would I bring up that difficult conversation or would I have that, you know, question about mental health or whatever mm-hmm. it is that that I'm, I wouldn't normally have with my kids? So I, I'm grateful for that in the way that it has changed me. And that's just the grace of God. That's just God's grace that he has, you know, allowed the different things in New York and, and people who get overlooked so often to change my heart. So I'm just grateful for that. Takes the bubble wrap off of life a little bit, I think, you know, which is a, which is a really wonderful thing. And I do think too, something we've all learned this year, and I say this in the book, God does not promise us comfort. Right. You know, I say that to my kids all the time. They have the most cushy lives. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. You know, like you have a, you have a house, you have all the clothes you could possibly need. You have all the toys you could possibly want. You have food, a hot plate of food in your front of your, you're fine. You're great. You are, you are so much richer than 99% of the people in this world. So stop, just stop with telling me, complaining about things. And so I do like that about New York. There is some discomfort involved in in certain aspects Mm -hmm. of our lives. And thank goodness. I love that. You can hear the rest of this conversation in a few weeks on a special series that Melanie and I are going to do with some of our writer friends. And two things I want to be sure to tell you. One, if you're wondering where Melanie was when I asked that last question, she had to leave early to go to a soccer game. So that's why you don't hear her. And the second thing is Elizabeth's book is called Good Apple. It's such a delightful read. And I really was like two chapters in when I texted Melanie and said, oh, do I have a book for you? So you can find it anywhere books are sold. Here we go with five favorites. All right. So it's your turn for five favorites. 
Okay, I'm ready. I have five favorites this week that I feel really strongly about. Okay, I like it when you feel strongly about the five favorites. So number one is going to come as no surprise to anybody, but I'm going to say that my Roku streaming stick yes, is one of my new favorite things. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Uh, it gives us access to so much TV. I love the accessibility of it. I have not canceled my UVerse yet because we were in a, under a two-week trial period, and last week was a weird week, so nobody was in for me to cancel anything anyway. But right. Um, but I really like it. So it's it gives you good access to everything. So if you are looking for a streaming stick, I highly recommend the Roku streaming stick. And for us, we really like our YouTube TV. Okay, um, you do it like a, it. We do like it. Like it's kind of takes some getting used to because like you can't flip through channels like you're used to. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have to, but it does have a guide. So you can go through your guide and you have unlimited recording ability. Okay. So you can record anything you want to record. At it like in in multiple things at one time, multiple things at one time, and it all goes into a cloud. It's all in the cloud. But then you go to your <laughs> well, library. I mean, we we have a lot of faith in the cloud. We have a lot of faith in the cloud for sure. Uh, so, but then it all goes in the cloud, and then you can watch it whenever you want to. Um, okay. So I really like that. So, and we like the YouTube TV. I feel like it's given us. So we did the YouTube TV, and then we've added. We have Apple TV, and HBO Max and Netflix. And then we've added my outdoor TV is what mm. we added. Mo TV is, is it's, <laughs> is it's affectionately called Mo mm-hmm. TV where we mm-hmm. get Ted Nugent's hunting show. And we got something the other night that was called like sea warriors. I don't know. We mm. get a lot of outdoor content, but mm-hmm. Perry Shankle's mm-hmm. real happy with it. I'm so glad. Yeah. So that's good. So that's my number one. My second is something that I had been wanting to order for a long time. And I actually ordered this for Caroline first, but now I have, I've used it enough to know I'm going to order one for myself, which is a quilty weighted blanket that we ordered on Amazon. Okay. We had a discussion about weighted blankets with the Boudreaux's. I cannot wait to hear what you have, what you have to say about it. I'm going to say, I have not slept through the night with it yet, but I will say like putting it on, like laying on the couch, which last week was cold, but there's something about the weight of it that Mm -hmm. really does feel so good. And like Caroline used it. I think she slept with it the first night, like three or four nights ago. And she was like, I mean, it just knocks you out. She said like, you kind of get in bed and you're like, is this too heavy? And then you're like, like, (laughs) out. So... How heavy is it? it? The one we got is 15 pounds, which I feel okay. like is a good weight. But it was funny because when it came in, it was in a big box. And Perry started carrying it to the back house because he just assumed it was dog food. And I was like, no, that's okay. our blanket. And he was like, what are you What are you talking about? So, um, but it's 15 pounds. We ordered them on Amazon. I really like it because it's got that kind of like real soft barefooty dreams cover like minky mm. kind of dot fabric on one side so mm-hmm. we just got a gray one but then all of that zips off so you can zip that part off and wash it and then under it is like a more of just a cotton cover so you could just use that too but I like having the thing that you can zip on and off but it feels like right. a good weight it's good quality it's a pretty good size and it's pretty affordably priced compared to some other ones so okay um, I don't know well, I like I- it I'm so glad I asked Christy this past weekend. I was like, how heavy is your weighted blanket? She was like, I think it's about 75 pounds. And I was like, I really don't think it is. I think if it was 75 pounds, I don't think you would be able to necessarily, how would you put that on the bed? Yeah. And, and no, Bobby not- was like, Christy, it's 15 pounds. There you go. I was like, that feels more reasonable to me. She was like, well, it's very heavy and it, I, you get very hot. So it does feel very heavy, but you get, mm-hmm. they say the rule of thumb is you want to go, Somewhere between 10 to 15% of your body weight okay, is what you want to cover you. So 15 pounds. So I think there's a 12 pound, but we did the 15 pound, but then I think there's a 20 pound, but I think the highest it goes is like a 35 pound. Okay. But I can't right. even imagine sleeping under 35 pounds. I mean, because right. this Again. one, is, it's heavy. I mean, like yeah. when you put it on you, you're like, it's heavy, but it does feel, I very laid under it. I was like, what do you think? And I said, it's supposed to feel like you're being hugged. And he was like, it does not feel like that. <laughs> But if you've been thinking about a weighted blanket, this one is a really good one. Okay. Um, My next thing is that I have fully transitioned our storage situation and our kitchen to these 32 ounce, which are the bigger size deli food storage containers that I off of Amazon. They are a game changer. Like I love them so much. They hold a lot of leftovers. 
Um, they stack in your refrigerator so much better. They fit so much better. If you decide to freeze something, you can write on them and you can stick them straight in the freezer. I'm and doing then, this. And then when you go to wash them, they don't keep, you know how like some like Rubbermaid or something will get like a orange residue if you put yes. like pasta sauce in it or whatever. They don't stain. Like they, they come completely clean. They're so good. I love them because they're kind of, so if I'm like going to cook, sometimes I'll cook a lot of stuff and then I'll bring stuff over to my parents. Like they can keep them. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it's yeah. just like, but it's, it's been game changing for me to have the deli food storage containers. They're okay. so much easier to work with and they take up so much less room in your fridge. I, I remember reusing these like 10 years ago and my reaction was like, oh, you can buy those. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know that you could buy those. I, you had yes. to be a restaurant or something to, to have those. And so I, I love that they're available and that you like them. Yes. I love them. And you can buy like originally when I bought them, I bought there's like the 32 ounce, which is the bigger. And then you can get like a 16 ounce and then like an eight ounce, they come in like mix. So you can do the assortment if you want, but I found that more often than not, I use the 32 ounce is what I really need more of. So that's, those are my favorites. Okay. Um, but you can order them in mix sizes if you need smaller things. Like if you were packing, if I was still like packing a lunch for Caroline, they would be great because those lids fit tight and nothing spills and right. you could put whatever in them. So, so that is that. My next thing is, so I was, had envy in my heart over Caroline's Nespresso. You know, when your child yes. has a better coffee machine than you. Right. Um you feel like what's wrong with my world. But I discovered that what it was because I really like my black rifle coffee, but I wanted the frothy warmed milk. Mm -hmm. So I ordered this milk frother off of Amazon. It's like the highly rated one. It's so good. It's, I got it in white. Um, and it, so you, it has four settings. So you can do a thick froth. You can do a not as thick froth. You can just heat up your milk if you just want, or you can do a cold froth if you want to okay. do a cold froth. It, I love it. It's so great. Perry's using it now. Um, Caroline uses it instead of having to use her frother that she has in her bedroom with her Nespresso. But uh -huh. like the the froth milk has totally changed my at-home coffee experience. Um, okay, that's strong. It's strong because here's what, because it made me realize like what I love about Starbucks when I go get my latte, I like the froth milk and the way they make it. And now I feel like I can do that at home because I can add that frothy milk to my coffee because I had just put, put a little bit of hot, half and half. But now mm -hmm. I just use my 2% milk and it froths up nicely and I put it in my coffee and it turns out that what I really like is half milk, half heated co half coffee in my in my coffee cup. Okay. So I think this is another one that it's just going to, oh, it says it's in stock on February 28th. So it should okay. be in stock right as everybody's listening to this. Oh, perfect. It's so mm -hmm. good. It's, it really works like a charm and it's real nonstick on the inside. So it's so easy because after you use it, you really just have to kind of rinse it out with water and kind of, you know, just, it, but it it's, doesn't take a lot of scrubbing. The milk doesn't stick to it. It just slides right out. It's so great. Love that. Okay, so my fifth and final thing, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I just want to say that now I'm about three weeks in on my ancestral supplements, which are my grass-fed desiccated beef liver. Yes, you have no idea how many people have mentioned this to me where I work. <laughs> it, I, well, I've had messages from people who have gotten them and they're like, oh no, I really do feel better. But okay. I'm going to tell you, part of the reason I decided to make them my fifth is I was driving home today. I'd gone to work out. And I was driving home and I was like, look how long my fingernails are. Like, okay. And I was like, and like my fingernails have always been real sad. Like they have ridges in them. And now mm -hmm. it comes to find out it's probably because I've been malnourished because they're so strong and so long. Um, I think my skin looks better. Like, okay. I feel, like it just, I feel like I have more energy. Like, I think my poor body has been needing some desiccated beef liver. I think that it's given me nutrients that are making me, they're making me a better person. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm delighted to hear this. Yeah, they're really good. So I'm taking, so a lot of people said on the bottle, it takes six, you take six a day. And I'm up to taking, I take three in the morning and then I take two at night. So I'm taking okay. five a day. I don't You're know getting that, there. Well, yeah, I don't know that I'll ever move up to six, but five feels like a good number for me. Okay. But I All really, right. I, if you're, if you're feeling lethargic or feel like you need a supplement or could use some more protein or whatever, I'm telling you, I really think that they're working. And my fingernails were the thing today that I was like, well, that is so interesting that they look so healthy and long because they never do. Okay. That really is interesting. Mm -hmm. Good for you. So there you go. Those are my five favorites this week. Well, 
thank you for those five favorites. Oh, you're so that, welcome. Thanks. It's for going to result in about three purchases for me. So <laughs> that's, that's what a, we did. It's a good ratio. Well, last week I got some dish towels. I've got my mm-hmm. eye on a pasta pot. The awesome. Walmart sweatshirt, it would never let me order online, which I really resented. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Because my friend Casey got some, but she, they were, they were in-store pickup. So okay. for what, I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will be back next week, everybody. So thanks for being here. Yep. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.